guys, how's it going? It's good to see you this morning. Well, next Sunday, uh, we will be meeting at Santa Rosa Elementary School. Um, it's not a decision that we've taken lightly. It's one that we've prayed about, one that we're being uh, that we've been thinking about for a long time, and and talking to all of you about, and uh, just kind of gauging your comfort level and things like that. We made this decision several weeks ago uh, when the uh, Maricopa United School District told us that we were allowed to get back into the school at Santa Rosa on I think as early as June 14th. We were not ready, um, nor did we think it was wise to get back into the school that early. And uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, really the COVID reports and things like that, uh, I think have reaffirmed that decision. Um, and so we've been also gauging, is it still too early to, to jump back in on July 19th? Well, we're going to continue on that course and we still plan uh, on meeting next Sunday at Santa Rosa at 10 o'clock. Uh, I wanna share with you several reasons why we've come to that decision and to, to let you know how and why uh, we, we're making some of the decisions that we've been making. So um, as we prepare to pub publicly gather again together on July the 19th, I just wanna share uh, some important thoughts that I hope you will seriously consider. These are serious times and we have faced and continue to face um, serious decisions, not only for ourselves as individuals, but also for our church family, for our families, for our friends and our neighbors. So um, one of the things we need to take very seriously right now, as you've probably been seeing in the news or some of the reports on the internet or however you get your news, um, we have to face the reality uh, that COVID-19 is rampantly spreading in Arizona. Um, Arizona has been considered uh, a hot spot globally over the last couple of weeks um, since the end of June or middle to end of June. Um, the state government, also the medical experts, consider it a, a hot spot for COVID right now. And um, they've been keeping a watchful eye on the, the continual spread, the developments, and also the ever-changing uh, capacity of local hospitals. So these are things we need to take seriously. And I hope that you know that we have been, that we've been thinking about. Um, it's also beginning to hit very close to home, COVID-19 has. Um, as, we, uh, as we learn of coworkers and friends and family members and neighbors who have not only uh, come in contact with COVID-19 or contracted the virus, but some of whom have experienced such complications that have led to death, unfortunately. So we should, therefore, I believe, um, treat the virus with seriousness and caution. Such uh, a recognition of that seriousness is, is not a lack of faith uh, in the power of God, nor is it an unhealthy fear of the things of the world. Uh, but rather, uh, we believe it's fueled by wisdom and love according to God's word. And we want you to be assured of that, of what our motivation is. So as we approach July 19th, we will continue to pray and monitor the situation. But as of now, we still plan to meet at 10 a.m. next Sunday. Hopefully you can still find your way to Santa Rosa Elementary School. <laughs> um, for those of you who uh, do not plan to be in attendance, uh, we, we are going to be trying some new things. Um, we're gonna be videoing the, the service uh, so we will at least provide that on Sunday afternoon to those of you who uh, want to see that but who uh, cannot come on Sunday morning. And then we're also thinking about the possibility 
of purchasing some equipment to live stream um, so that so that people who want to worship at the same time as we're worshiping, they can do that as well. Um, we, we want to use that as a tool, not as an end all, uh, not something that people will use to become complacent, uh, you know, in church attendance or meeting with the body of Christ. Um, it's something that we want to use to reach people during this time. And so we know uh, that, that you want to use it that way too. And so we want to provide that for you if we can. So we're working towards that. So please uh, be patient with us. Uh, you should know and be assured that we are fully prepared for July 19th, for next Sunday. We have gloves for greeters. We have masks for everyone. We have 500 masks that we've ordered that came in just the other day. So we're ready uh, with masks for everyone. Some of you may already have masks. You may have some homemade masks, or I know there were several people in our church who were making masks for people. If you'd like one of those, let us know. I think we can get you uh, one of those that you can reuse. Um, but we... We have many uh, medical masks like, like this one right here uh, that you can just strap around your ears and, and go to town with. And we have several of these boxes of, of masks, uh, so we're ready for that. Um, also, um, we're going to be providing, uh, we have uh, hand sanitizer, plenty of it. It's the good stuff. It's not the stuff that... Uh, it's causing rashes in people and stuff like that, that weird stuff. So we got these mega bottles that our greeters and ushers will be, you know, giving to you if you like. And then we have the little ones right here. So we're ready with those. We also have some, some wipes just to wipe down, you know, some things. And we have gloves for greeters. Uh, not that they're going to be shaking your hand, but they might be handing you a bottle of water. Uh, or they might be dispensing this stuff for you so everybody doesn't put their hands on it. But anyway, we're taking all those precautions. We want you to know that we are so that you feel safe and uh, so that you know that we're doing everything we can to, to make everyone healthy and safe. So um, we will provide face masks for everyone, but we're aware that some uh, people who come may refuse uh, to wear face masks. We are going to encourage it. Um, as much as we can. And we ask that if you are a regular attender of grace, um, that, that you would make that decision to wear a face mask when you come into the building and then when you leave. Uh, once you get to your seat, feel free to take the face masks off if you want to. If you just need to breathe better or, or you'd like to sing or talk to your kids or family members or whoever, please feel free to do that. Don't feel any pressure not to do that. However, we are going to also be providing a, a face mask safety section for people who want to wear a face mask, who also want to be around people in close proximity who are wearing face masks. We're going to have a special place, a, pla a special seating place, safety place for those people to sit. So if you opt out of a face mask, you'll have other places to sit uh, in the room. But uh, we would ask that you and your family respect that section for those of our members who might be older or who might be more susceptible uh, to contracting COVID. We want to provide a safe place for them uh, so that they feel safe when they come. Um, also, the school custodians will be spending an extra half hour before the service and then another half hour after the service cleaning, disinfecting, wiping down doorknobs, wiping down the benches. So we want you to know that everything's going to be clean when you get there. Um, so, so please feel, feel comfortable when you come that everything is going to be taken care of 
Um, and we're actually, that's part of our contract with the school to pay those custodians extra time to make sure that they clean and disinfect those things. Also, uh, normally we provide, we have provided in the past, uh, coffee and juice and breakfast and stuff like that. At this time, we're not going to be doing that. The first couple of weeks back, July the 19th, um, and then also the, I guess it would be the 26th, uh, the following Sunday, we're going to use as kind of soft starts so that we can get used to things, kind of gauge some things, and then also continue to watch the numbers with COVID um, around Maricopa. Um, but during that time, and probably even a little bit further than that, we will not be providing food and drink. We'll probably have some bottled waters for people, um, but just know uh, we're not going to be handling food. Um, we're not going to be providing food for other people to handle. And so just so you know that. We're also going to discourage hugs and handshakes. I know that's hard for you, uh, especially if you're <clears throat> a hugger. Um, but we're just going to discourage that uh, if, if we can. I know that that sounds, um, you know, bad. But uh, we just ask that you try as best you can to make everybody comfortable. Um, we, the, the, we are going to sing. We're not going to sing a lot. Usually we sing like four or five songs or somewhere around there. We're probably going to be singing maybe two songs um, every week. But we are going to pray. We are going to sing. We're going to read Scripture together. And we're going to hear God's Word preached. And uh, so um, it's going to be different. But uh, we believe the Lord's going to bless it. And we look forward to um, the way that He's going to bless it. We're also going to be providing uh, children these activity packs for parents when you come. Um, we're going to have these um, for each child. Um, and there are some, some worksheet pages, I think, that go with uh, the Sola Street uh, message for the day. There are crayons, some crafts, and things like that. So Emily has prepared those for uh, each one of the kids. And uh, we're probably also going to have some tables. Some of those benches that actually turn into tables in the back where uh, kids, if they want to, can use those tables to do those activities uh, during the service. And so, um, but I want to I open up God's Word in a moment, uh, but, but first just give you some, some reasons why we're doing this and reasons why we're, that are not reasons, things that are not reasons why we're taking these precautions. But we have to acknowledge that church, as we know it, in 2020 has drastically changed. Um, decisions are being made. Practices are being adopted. Plans are being developed. And I think it's important that you know how and that you know why uh, such decisions are being made in our church. And that I don't take these things lightly as your pastor. And so I want to give you a few reasons uh, or motivating factors for why we're taking precautions why we're deciding to continue to meet July 19th. And if we decide between now and, and Wednesday, I think we will know for sure Wednesday, uh, if we decide to change that, to move it back to the next week or maybe two weeks ahead, we might, we might choose to do that. We ask that you to be flexible. I want to give you reasons why um, we make these types of decisions the way that we do. Number one, what we're hearing from the professionals, okay? Um, I would love to think that I'm a jack of all trades and, and I dabble in some things, <laughs> but uh, I am not a professional medical person. I do not know um, 
X's from O's when it comes to the medical profession or infectious disease or anything like that. So we're hearing from all different uh, practitioners in that area, the professionals, and they're very much saying some of the same things. And uh, that is that the cases in Arizona, particularly in our area, have risen. Um, the deaths have risen. The percent positive from tests has risen. Uh, the hospital capacity when it comes to ICU beds, uh, when it comes to regular beds, um, that capacity is dwindling. Uh, so recent data from professionals um, we're listening to and we're watching closely. That has an impact. Second thing, uh, recent testimony from people that we know, family members, friends, coworkers, people that are close to us, uh, personal testimonies of people that we've heard have contracted the virus, who've gotten sick, and some of who have who've passed away. Um, that has an impact. Um, the principles of Christian liberty, what God's Word says about um, how we're to treat one another, how we are to think about one another, and how we're to care for one another. And so I want to share a couple of passages with you. The first one I preached on about, a, I don't know, maybe a month ago, from 1 Corinthians chapter 8, uh, where Paul talks about how he limits his freedom as a Christian. We're free in Christ. Um, the Spirit of the Lord uh, gives us freedom. And so we're no longer under the law. And we're not legalistic. Nobody likes a legalist, right? <laughs> but Paul also says, as Christians who have liberty, we limit that liberty because of our love for one another and our care for one another. So just to remind you of what Paul says here, he says, For through your knowledge, he who is weak is ruined, the brother whose sake, for whose sake Christ died. Now remember, he's talking about eating meat sacrificed to idols, but the same thing applies, I think, to us. He says, And thus, by sinning against the brothers, the brethren, believers, and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food causes my brother to stumble, I will never eat meat again that I may not cause my brother to stumble. To be honest, I, I really believe that applies today for the way that I understand it anyway to these things right here. Some people think that they're an evil scheme by the government to control us. <laughs> Some people think that if you don't wear one, you don't love people um, or that you don't believe in the seriousness of the virus. When it comes to these masks, I, I'm where Paul is. If, if wearing a mask uh, when I go out, uh, when I go to church or whatever, uh, if that makes a difference, uh, that's a small thing for me to do, regardless of, of what I think otherwise. I mean, it's, it's really a small thing that I can do. And it's not just the mask, but it's other things. And so I want to let love control my decisions. And then also Paul gives us an example um, in the book of Philippians. This is known as the canonic passage, the word kenosis is used, which means empty. And he starts off talking to believers, but he gives us example. It's actually an ancient hymn, many people believe, uh, in Philippians chapter 2. But he says, um, verse 3, this is Philippians 2, 3, Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, let each of you regard 
one another as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own interests, personal interests, but for the interests of others also. Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped, something to be seized. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Um, so the principles of Christian liberty that we find in, in Scripture, to me, uh, convict me that if there's anything that I can do uh, and that I should do, uh, I need to do that. And so um, these are the things that, that motivate uh, the decisions that we've been making. Here are some reasons or here are some things that are not motivators. Here are some things that are not uh, driving our decisions. Number one, fear of death. That is not driving any of our decisions as a church. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5.1, Paul says, For we know that if our earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, talking about the body, uh, we know that we have a building from God, a house not made with human hands, eternal in the heavens. He also says that for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So fear of death does not motivate any of these decisions, but we do want to take the virus seriously. Secondly, the government, the news media, uh, they're not driving our decisions. We don't have the delusion that the government or the news, <laughs> the news outlets that we hear from are, are unbiased or completely trustworthy. We, we don't suffer from that delusion and that's not driving our decisions. Also, um, not because we have a lack of conviction. Some people might say, well, you know, uh, why didn't we meet earlier? Or if we decide this week that we're gonna push it to another week or two, it's not because we have lack of conviction. Uh, that, that we don't feel convicted that we ought to be gathering together. We do feel that conviction. We do feel that tension very much. And so it's not because we don't trust each other. Uh, we're not putting it in these measurements or these, these uh, measures to, uh, because we don't trust each other. Uh, they're safeguards and they're, they're tokens of love toward one another. And then also it's not because we feel pressure uh, from within or from without. Um, that's one of the great testimonies, I think, just of Grace Fellowship Church, as I talked to many of you the last couple of weeks and the last month and talked to you just about, you know, moving forward and where we are. There is no internal pressure or internal struggle in our church right now. I think that everybody has overwhelmingly testified that we just want to please the Lord and we want to love one another and do what's best. Um, in James chapter 4, 13 through 17, uh, he warns Christians, James warns Christians, he says, listen, uh, be careful when you start making plans uh, to say, hey, tomorrow or this day in the future, we're going to go to this place and we're going to do this thing and this thing and this thing. He said, um, you know, be careful when you make those types of plans. Rather, what you should do is say, if the Lord wills, we'll go to this place on this day and we'll do this thing and we'll do that thing. Um, and, and, and that's really our outlook. We want to please the Lord in everything we want to look forward and make sure that we're pursuing His will and not our own. Our goal in ministry is to magnify Christ, to make Him known. It's all about Him. Um, Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. 
And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. And so that motivates all of our decisions, uh, our love for Christ, our desire to please him, and um, to, to love one another. So whether we are at Santa Rosa next week or the week after that or not, some things never change. We can't stop being the church, even though it's hard to be the church when we're not all together. You know, the word church in the New Testament is the Greek word ekklesia. Uh, those who have been called out of the world together to come together. It literally means the assembly, the assembling of people together. And so it's hard to be the church when we can't all come together every Sunday morning, every Lord's Day. But we can still grow in Christ. We can still move forward in accomplishing the mission that he's given to us. So remember, to lean into the lives of other people, to look up to God for direction, and to live out your faith every day. We can still do that, whether or not we're meeting as one at Santa Rosa. So let me give you some, some things to consider. First of all, whether we're at Santa Rosa or not, we have been given a great gift to be able to communicate the way that we're communicating today, to gather in homes. I mean, smart TVs, isn't that crazy? Who would have thought you could get onto the internet through your TV and watch a message and listen to a message and engage together? Um, it's really interesting. So we have the ability to leverage technology for God's glory. Okay, Paul said he was a tent maker. He was a bivocational missionary, an apostle. And he said, I've learned to get by with a little or with a lot. There were times in his ministry where he didn't have anything. Uh, he had very little to eat, very little money, very little resources. Then there were other times in his ministry where he was very well off. And he said, I've learned to do, to get by on all these things and continue to do ministry. And we have to do that as well, regardless of uh, our inability to meet together, to meet in a public place, or to do the things that we, we usually do. We can use technology to gather together in some way. Also, this time has given us the ability to really personalize worship. Um, I know that worship for me is with the body of Christ, but there are also times where God talks about and he confronts his people as he did in Amos. Worship is not all about going to Bethel. Worship is not all about gathering together to do the liturgical things that you do every week. Worship is also what are you doing when you're by yourself behind closed doors? Where's your heart every day? Every morning when you wake up, every night when you go to sleep, where's your heart? God's given us this time to think more seriously about that with less uh, distraction. And so I want to encourage you to think about that before we start meeting together again. Also, you can still continue to give generously. Do you know that during this time um, that, that we have been at home with COVID-19, we have continued to support missionaries. We've continued to hear stories of church planters and missionaries who are struggling, and we've continued to give to them because you've continued to give. So you can continue to give through our online platform. Uh, some of you uh, take checks, you know, by to, uh, to Laura, our, our financial secretary right now, and, and are mailing things in, and, and this is fantastic. You can continue to do that and engage in the mission. The mission continues to make disciples and to uh, share the gospel around the world. 
And then also you can continue to think about the people that God's put in your life. Whether or not you're, you're driving to, the, to Santa Rosa Elementary to worship with us every week, you still have a mission field. Your friends, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers. Now I know some of you aren't seeing your coworkers every day like you used to. But don't forget that God's given you a mission field of people. Your basket of five, as we used to call them, that God will multiply, that God will bless when we present them to Him and ask Him what He would have us do to engage them with the gospel. So I want to leave you with this application today. We've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about the reasons why we've made the decisions and that we continue to make the decisions that we do. Uh, the things that are not reasons for why we're making these decisions, we want to be very clear about that if we can. Uh, to give you some kind of expectation for next Sunday, um, of safety and anticipation. Uh, we cannot wait to see you next week. But I also want to give you something to do this week, something that you can do between now and next Sunday at home with your family, uh, with maybe someone in church that you want to get together with uh, via the phone or maybe you visit them one-on-one. -on -one. I want you this week to memorize a verse of Scripture. It might be just one verse. It might be a passage. You might get really, really excited and memorize a book. Some of you have that ability. Difficult for me, but if you want to bite off that much, you can go ahead and try to do that. But a verse, a passage, maybe a chapter, memorize it. It's not going to be easy, but commit it to memory. Every day, Make a habit, open up God's Word, read a passage, read a verse, read a chapter, and try to commit it to memory throughout the week. And if you have a spouse, if you're married, if you have a roommate, if you have children, if you have family, friends, that you can invite to get in on that and say, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to memorize a passage of Scripture, a verse of Scripture. Because God's Word says, I have hidden thy word in my heart so that I may not sin against God. The Bible says that we're to hide God's word in our hearts so that we may not sin against Him. You know, one of the most important things in our walk with Christ as being a disciple and a follower of Jesus Christ is how much and how often we engage His word and our appetite for it, how much we want it, how much we desire it, how, what kind of passion do we have for His word. And the more of a passion we have for it, the more desire we have to hide it within our heart. When we hide it within our heart, He brings it, he brings it up in times of our life when we need encouragement, when we need power, when we need wisdom. So I want to encourage you this week. Find a verse, commit it to memory, share it with others, invite them to commit it to memory with you. And uh, that's your homework between now and then. So I hope you guys are geared up and getting ready. We're going to uh, be sending out some other stuff this week via email to prepare you. Cannot wait to see you 10 o'clock next Sunday, July the 19th, Santa Rosa Elementary School there in Rancho El Dorado. Cannot wait to see you guys. Hope you have a blessed day. Let me pray for us, and then we'll let you go. Father, we thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to meet together through technology today. Um, it's just amazing. Um, Lord, help us uh, to be uh, loving toward one another, to anticipate uh, gathering together. Lord, help us to, to love your word. Uh, Lord, we need you 
Uh, we need the body of Christ. And Lord, we cannot wait to see one another. Uh, Father, help us this week as we study your word that we commit it to memory, knowing uh, that you cause it to bear fruit in our lives. We lift up all those that are sick right now in our church, Lord, that need a special physical healing touch from you. Lord, would you be with them? Watch over and protect our church, our family, our friends, our neighbors. We give today to you once again in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next time in person.